Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Talking Sense, a podcast with me, Dr. Marta. Every week, I answer one of your real-life questions with psychological information, advice, and ideas to guide you. Before we begin, I always like to take a little pause and set us up for what is to come. This. Can you acknowledge and accept that you did well? It's really important that the pride that we have in our achievements comes from us and not from others. So just take a moment and consider, what have you been doing well this week? And now, let's begin. Today's question is about parenting siblings and it's one that I think many parents can relate to. So let's have a listen. Hello Dr Martha, Um, I have a question uh, for your podcast. Um, One of the things that I have found really difficult is becoming a mum from one to two children with what may be considered a big gap and some people might say my daughter is nine years old and my son is four and I find it really hard to be present um, with both of them and do all the right things with their feelings so my daughter has different needs to my son help any any thoughts I wonder how many of you listened to this question and felt validated by it, but also kind of really align with this idea of having more than one child and always feeling like you're not doing quite good enough with either of them. I think this is a really, really common experience of parenting children and it doesn't really matter what the age gap is, your children are always individual and they always have different and unique needs. And you cannot just split yourself in half and give your full attention to one while giving your full attention to the other. So this is gonna be maybe a little bit hard to hear, but I think it's important to accept and acknowledge that this idea of parenting children good enough is about this. It's about accepting that we can't always be fully present for our children. It's about accepting that our children do get disappointed in us and will feel angry that we can't always be there when they need us. And even if you only have one child, this can happen too, because as parents, we often have other demands. We have our own personal needs. We have priorities that sometimes do have to take a step ahead of our child. What kind of thing am I talking about? I'll give an example. It could be something like eating for yourself. 
So in the morning, I only have one child, but in the morning, when I'm really hungry, if my daughter asks me to do something with her, like play or open a puzzle or something like that, you know, she's doing a jigsaw and she wants me to help her find a piece, I am more likely to say no. I cannot do that right now because I need to eat my breakfast first and she will protest and she will not like it and she's going to get upset and try and get in my way but I can still set my boundary of wanting to meet my needs first because I know that when I haven't eaten in the mornings I'm both grumpy and tired and I'm not going to be present and supportive with her. I'm going to do a bad job of finding that puzzle piece and I'll probably get really frustrated if I don't find it immediately because it's delaying my need. Now that, to some people, might sound really selfish, but to me, that's what caring for myself is about and that is also modeling something really important to my child, which is I am allowed to have needs too. And it's okay for you to be disappointed and protest and annoyed about this. It's okay for this. But one day, what I hope she learns is that she also has permission to stand up to her needs and not just give her energy away when she's not ready to. Now let's go back to siblings. When we're thinking about siblings, one of the things that I think is really key here is the difference between being equal or giving equality and offering fairness. Now, when you've got children, no matter what age they are, they've got different needs and different developmental stages that they're in. So when they need your time, it's going to feel very different. And it's going to feel like a really big shift inside of you as a parent. One of the things that's really important to remember is that the goal of parenting multiple kids is not to be equal with your time. I know this sounds really odd, but it's true. Little ones sometimes need more of our time because they cannot yet do some of the things that older kids can manage on their own. It might be as simple as get a glass of water. A little one might not be able to reach or might not be able to do it in a way that is appropriate, but a nine-year-old, they can go into the kitchen and grab a glass and get themselves some water. They don't need you to do that. They may want you to do that for them, and that's a difference, okay? You need to separate a want from a need. And what's really important is that what we give our children is about meeting their individual needs, their unique strengths and weaknesses. It's not about treating them always equally. It's not about treating them the same. So what do I mean by that? So in this example, a parent is with an older child talking about feelings or managing a need that this child has and a little one interrupts. Now in this moment, you need to assess, is this interruption a need or a want? And how do I set a boundary? Because even for a need, you can set a boundary, which might be I'm talking to your older sibling for a moment, so I can't help you right now. Can you ask another parent or can you do something slightly different, related, connected, and I will come and help you in a moment? It might be, if we use the example of getting a glass of water, can you go and get your cup and get it ready for me? So when I can, I will give you a glass of water. It's not about then staying with an older child for an hour to meet their need. It might be that you stay with the older child 
for long enough until you know you have to go to your little one to get them that glass of water and then allow them to get on their way. Because if your older one is still needing you, it's okay to say, I can't play or I can't do whatever it is your little one is asking for and go back to your older child. But this needs you to feel like you're in a position of leadership, that you're in control of your time and that you can set boundaries with both empathy and firmness. You can be firm without being harsh or hostile towards your child. So with a little one that might sound like, go and get your cup and in a minute, I will come to the kitchen and give you a glass of water. And then whilst turning to your older child, say, keep going, I'm listening to you. This conversation is really important to me. In a moment, I'm gonna go and get your sibling a glass of water because I know that otherwise they're gonna protest and they're really thirsty, but I promise, I'm coming back. Being attuned to your children's needs is not about giving to all of their needs all of the time. It's about being able to communicate with them, to give them a sense of what you're doing and why, whilst still offering this idea, this feeling that they are a priority to you. But when you have more than one child, you don't just have one priority, you've got two. And you can still offer each individual child the sense that their needs matter. But you are allowed to set boundaries and have space so that you can offer them your time in the best way that you can. Otherwise, what you're doing is literally trying to split yourself in half whilst having a conversation with your older sibling, getting a glass of water for your little one, talking to the little one and managing whatever they need, and you know, still saying to your older one, I'm listening from the kitchen. That doesn't work. That doesn't make either of your children feel seen or heard, which is ultimately what children want. So one of the best things that you can do is to ensure that you're using your words and you're communicating clearly with each of your children. But for you, the first step is to be really aware that what you're going to be doing is being fair to each of your children, not giving them equal time or treating them equally, because that does not work. So the first step is talk to each of your children. You need to make sure that you give them a context about why one is getting something and the other one is not. So this is same whether it's going out or toys or your time, okay? Children need to make sense of what is happening. So when it comes to the little one with a glass of water, you've given them a glass of water, I would then get low, give them good eye contact, which is presence, this is time okay? And you look at them, you give them the glass of water. And I would say something that sounds like, I need to talk to your sibling. They are telling me something really important. And I know it's hard to wait, but I need you to go and play with this or use a screen if you need to. It's totally okay to do that. Or set up some play that you might then say, when I'm done with your sibling, I'm going to come back and join you with that. I promise I'm still here for you, but right now your sibling needs me and that's where I have to be. This is really important because if we're not giving children a sense of why we're doing what we're doing, then children just protest without actually understanding. And further than that, children begin to feel like you have a favorite. 
children sometimes get the idea that you have a favorite child. And often that comes from a place where they feel like your time or the things that you offer are unequal. But that doesn't mean that you suddenly have to become equal and share everything the same to make them better. It doesn't mean that. What it does mean is that you have to understand this one thing. Things like your attention and your presence. I want you to think of them as concrete things, which they are not. They're abstract, okay? But to children, it's a bit like giving them a toy. It becomes a very literal thing. So when they see you with their sibling, what they see is you're taking time away from me. That time you give to my sibling, you could be giving to me if they were not there. And the thing that we need to explain, because I'm still on this first point of talking to our children and using our communication as our strongest tool, the thing we need to explain to children is that our time does not run out, okay? You, although you do share your time in reality, when it comes to each of your children, your time is individualized to each of them, which means that when you are with the younger sibling, you're not using up the time that you can give to your older child. It doesn't work like that. The time that you give your older child is always protected and that time is always theirs and their little sibling can never take that away from you because that is time that you have for them and only them. So try and talk about your time, attention, even your love in this very concrete way. It may sound a little bit like the love and attention that I have for you is always yours. It belongs only to you. When your sibling was born, I grew a whole load of new love and attention that was just for him. That's what happens. With each child, I have a different amount of love and attention. You have yours, always and forever. And I don't give yours away to your sibling. And your sibling has theirs, always and forever and I don't give theirs to you. Now this is really key because sometimes our children don't understand that when we shift our focus and our attention onto their sibling, we're not taking something away from them. So we need to be able to say this to our children, to very clearly communicate that this is a different kind of attention, a different kind of love. And again, if you have this idea that you love your children the same, I want to challenge you on that a little bit because you have a unique individual relationship with each of your children, the same way that you do with your best friends. And most people have more than one friend. So think about two or three friends that you have. You may love them all, but you love them differently. And this is the same with your children. It is not possible to love children the same because children are not the same. And we don't have the same relationship with each child. Our relationship is built on our interactions with each child, the way that we birthed them, the way that we nurtured them when they were babies, the way that they responded to our nurturing, their temperament, their unique personalities, their likes and dislikes. There's going to be children that you have that you feel more 
aligned with because they like similar things to you. And you're going to have children who surprise you, challenge you, even push you to a little bit of an edge because their likes and dislikes are so different from yours. But this doesn't mean that you love them less or that you love another child more. It means that you love them differently. And in this same way, the attention that you give your children is different. It cannot be equal, but you can ensure that they're fair. So here's another way to make sure that when you're offering time, you're feeling like you're doing it with fairness and good enoughness. And that is about focusing on your child's individuality. Whether it's their bedtime, the activities that you do, the gifts that you get them. There is no one size fits all when it comes to siblings. And children really benefit from knowing that you are adapting how you parent them based on their age, their likes, their dislikes and their personality. And again, make sure that you use your communication. So it might sound something like for your older sibling's birthday, I'm going to take them to the cinema because they love films and they love talking about films. So that's what I'm going to do. But for your birthday, I know that you love a soft play and running around. So I'm going to invite some friends and that's what we're going to do. It's really important that you name these things. That your child doesn't say, well, you took my sibling to the cinema, you didn't take me. It's okay that you didn't take both of your kids to the cinema. Different children have different needs. Older kids might be able to see films that are appropriate for them that are really inappropriate for a little one. And sometimes it's okay to make sure that their needs, their wants, their likes are met and that their sibling doesn't get to go to that because it's not appropriate. This is again, partly boundaries, but partly you being able to hold on to this idea that you are a leader in your family. This is about leadership and recognizing that you are the expert in your children. You know them best. You know what they're going to enjoy or what their needs might be. You know that better than anybody else. And it's okay to kind of accept that you can't give all of yourself to both of them at the same time. This is really important. And finally, this links in with being equal only with time. So when you're spending time together as a family, that's really important. And I know, for example, on weekends, that tends to be the norm for lots of families. But so is having one-on-one focused time with each of your children. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
every time I say this, whether it's to an individual parent or on a post, I often get told, but that's too difficult. I can't offer one-on-one time. I always get interrupted. Okay, so first of all, it's about setting the right boundaries that work for you and your child. Even if you are a single parent, you need to have a think about when can you spend time alone with each of your children while the other one is being cared or engaged in something that they really enjoy. This might be an extracurricular activity, a sport, something creative. This might be them on a play date with another little friend, with a family that you trust. This might be spending time with friends or family. It's about when, whether you have a partner or not, you can spend a little bit of one-on-one focus time with each of your children. And again, we're not thinking about equality. If you're able to do something with an older sibling on a Saturday morning because your little one goes to football practice, that doesn't mean that on Saturday you also have to find a pocket of time to spend individual time with your youngest. No, that might happen midweek when your eldest is doing their homework or they're doing some kind of extracurricular activity. It doesn't all have to happen on the same day. It has to be fair, but not necessarily equal. The importance of one-on-one focus time with each of your children is also that you don't have to make it an hour or like, you know, how much time. It could just be 15 minutes. 15 minutes can be enough. And I don't even want to prescribe you a time. I want you to think flexibly about this, okay? Really just think the most important bit of that one-on-one time with your child is that they get to spend time alone with you and that gives them a space to be seen as the individual that they are and the differential treatment that they might perceive or they might feel with their sibling will begin to shrink. And so what you might also witness is that there is less sibling conflict and less sibling rivalry when you begin to do this in a predictable and regular way. Because having one-on-one special time with each of your children doesn't have to be, like I said, a lengthy process or lots of hard work, but it can be one of the most powerful things that you do. So if you have a big age gap like this, you might try and plan something with your older child that is much more grown up and much more different than what you do with your youngest. So maybe what you plan is a little bit of a date where you go shopping and you have some lunch together and the little one is not going to be there. So for that date, you need to plan where will your little one be, that they will be enjoying themselves and having a great time and not feeling like they're missing out on time with you because actually what you're doing with the older sibling is not something that they're interested in or would be enjoying anyway. The really important bit of this is that you give it a name So some people use phrases from school like golden time. So, you know, the idea of children lead and they tell you what they want to do and you you do it with them. Some people call it special mummy time or daddy time or, you know, you and me time. I don't care what you call it. You need to find your own label, your own name, because when we give it a label, we make it concrete we make it real, we make it into a certainty, which is what children love. And if you don't do this regularly with your kids, I would have a conversation with both of your kids at the same time. 
and name what is happening. So say, I know that I can't always spend individual time with each of you because it's really hard and our household is really busy. So I've decided that every week we're going to have mummy and siblings name time and mummy and other siblings name time and it's going to be a special time just for us and for you it's going to be on a Saturday morning and for you it's going to be on a Wednesday afternoon and on these days I want you both to think about the things that you want to do with me that would feel special and nice and you don't always have to spend money sometimes it might just be sitting having a drink and talking about something Or it might be going for a walk together. Like it doesn't have to cost money because what your children want is to just be with you. And this wanting to be with you in childhood is such a gift. I know that in early childhood it feels exhausting, depleting of your parental energy. But it is a gift because it is something that as children get older, they don't want you as much. It doesn't mean they love you any less but they will not want you as much. Their want will be to be with their peers. Spending time with you will not be a priority. Getting out of the house to be with their friends and fitting in with their peer networks, that will be where their focus and their energy goes. And you will have lots of time for you. And you will also have lots of time for younger siblings who are not at that stage in development. So think very carefully because this is important depending on your children's ages about this moment of having one-on-one focused time during the week. And I often just say just do it once a week but of course if you can fit it in more do so. I can't tell you what will fit for your family. I can only offer you ideas and suggestions that you need to adapt carefully to meet your needs and that of your kids. And before we finish, I want to end on possibly the most important point, which is about making sure that you're meeting your needs. Looking after children is exhausting and depleting, as I just said, and your energy is really important. So make sure that you're also setting boundaries to just meet the things that you need to recharge and recover. It is not about self-sacrifice. You should not be completely run down every day without the space to have a drink, have a nourishing meal, have a 10-minute break just for yourself because what you've done is dish out all your time, all your focus, all your energy to your children. Now, if you're in early parenting, I guarantee this is probably how you feel every day. And it's normal, particularly when you have a little baby. Um, It's normal that all your energy and focus goes to them. And it's such a hard phase. But I promise it passes. But as your kids get older and they spend time doing other things that are not just with you, it's really important that you prioritize some boundaries for yourself. You cannot be last on your list. It doesn't work. If you're last on your list, you are going to feel like you're failing your children even more. And the reason is that you're depleted and you're so tired that even when you are offering individualized one-on-one time, you're not really present with your children. Your mind is going elsewhere. It's to do with parental stress, the emotional load, and all the many tasks that you have to juggle every single day. So please remember that if you're going to care for your children fairly, you first have to be fair towards yourself and make sure that you've got time, that you get rest, 
that you get all your basic needs met, including having some fun and some joy for yourself, so that you then have the capacity and the energy to give out to your children. You matter just as much as your kids do. And this sense of failing in parenting is really common. That's because we can't do everything at once. And because parenting is simply really, really hard. It does not mean that you're getting it wrong. It doesn't mean that you're harming your children. It just means that you might need a break and you might need some time for yourself to recharge and reconnect with you as a human first and foremost before you connect as a parent with your kids. And we're coming to an end. Thank you for joining me on another Talking Sense podcast. Before I end, I always like to give you a little mantra just to hold you for the rest of the week. And today's mantra is, I'm trying my best. Always remember that you're doing your best already and that is often good enough. I have just launched the Confident Parent Course, which is a video-based course with over 60 videos lasting no longer than six minutes each, where I offer you actionable and practical strategies that you can try out and put into place straight away to support you through some of the most challenging moments with your kids. There is a sibling section where I offer you lots of ideas of ways to build positive relationships between siblings that I hope will be useful to you. If you're interested in the course, head over to my website www.drmartapsychologist.com where you will get further information and have access to two videos for free to get a sense of what the course is like. I hope the rest of your week is uneventful. And I so look forward to seeing you again on another Talking Sense podcast. See you soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.